We continue our reading of the Gospel of Matthew. In fact, we concluded today coming to chapter 28. We'll read verses 1 to 20, Matthew chapter 28. Now, thus ends the record of the life of Jesus of Nazareth. If you go to a bookstore, maybe you're like me, that you love the biography section. Oh, I go straight there. I love it. And a good biography is a joy. And they're all the same in some respect. They tell the story of a great man or woman, maybe a group of people, and they did certain things, and then they died. And it was over. And then their works either perished or somebody carried them on for a while. But that's the way they go. Well, here is a biography of the greatest man ever who, whose story does not end that way. Because Jesus died, he was crucified at the hands of wicked men. But as the apostles would preach, God raised him from the dead. And here we have the glorious account of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is this what happens in this chapter, the resurrection and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, that makes this not a biography but a gospel. This is a message of living hope because he reigns. Well, the passage begins with the brief account of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The women who weren't expecting it, none of the disciples, even though they'd been told, they weren't expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. They were a defeated band, but these women were devoted. They went to the tomb to anoint the body, and he's not there. The the stone is rolled away, and the angels say those great words of verse 6, he is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. And they were told to go tell the disciples and they were going to meet Jesus in Galilee. But Jesus appears to him. This is one of many post-resurrection appearances of the Lord Jesus. Now this creates a big problem for those who crucified Jesus because it doesn't take long for word to reach them. It's a big problem for the Roman guards because if you had a watch and you failed your watch, it was on penalty of death. And so they concoct a plan. The chiefs buy off the soldiers and they're going to buy off Pontius Pilate as well. They're going to say that they fell asleep. Now, now, by the way, no Roman guard ever says, oh, I fell asleep at my watch. It's, it's saying, please execute me now. This is never, going, even if it happens and it never happened, they would never say it, but this is, this is this deal. And they're going to claim that these defeated band of poor people from Galilee got through the Roman soldiers in the sealed tomb. Maybe they tunneled through the back overnight through the rock. Not likely. And they stole the dead body of Jesus. And this word was spread around by as a device among the Jews. I think it's one of the things going on in the resurrection accounts is to prove that wasn't true. But the passage is not only about the resurrection of Jesus. The reason this is not a history but a gospel is because he died and he rose again and, my friends, he still lives because he ascends into heaven. And we have a very brief account of that in this gospel. But what's at the highlight of it is the charge that he gives to the church, what's called the Great Commission. The church now is to do his work as he reigns in power from heaven. Never think it would have been better if Jesus had stayed on earth. No, he, was, he had victory over the grave. His atoning work was accepted by the Father. We have the, the proof of his, devi- of his deity. We have the, 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 the truth of his sayings. God raised him from the dead, but then he went to heaven to take up all authority. He says that. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. My friends, we live in the same world. We live in a world over which Jesus rules. All things have been given to him by the Father to the church, Ephesians one twenty says. And Jesus gives the great commission. Oh, how vastly important are the final words of the Gospel of Matthew. One of the big debates right now among evangelical churches, including our own denomination, is what is the mission of the church? 
And you can guess it. There's a tendency to say, well, we need to secularize the mission. We need, we need to, the church needs to do things in a worldly way for the world. We have to end poverty. We have to affect the problems around us. Now, now, by the way, you and I are citizens of both the kingdom of Christ and most of us, the state of South Carolina and the United States. We have local obligations. But the church is uniquely an institution, not of the state, but of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church received its mission from on high. I was in the army for many years. I was a tank officer. I commanded tank units, you may know. And never once did higher headquarters radio down and say, you know, Rick, what would you like to do today? What mission would you like to have? Would you like to defend, like to attack? What do you want to do? Not once did that happen. No, you're under authority. You receive your mission from on high. And my friends, the mission of the church is the great commission. That is what the mission of the church is. And Jesus gives it. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Uh, some years ago, we were encouraged by, uh, by, by those helping us to, as a session, to develop a mission statement for the church. And guess what we did? We took the Great Commission. And our mission statement is reaching out, making disciples of all nations. It's folding in. It's not just baptism. It's, it's all that involves church membership biblically. And it's growing up in the Lord, learning to obey the Lord. That's the mission we have from Jesus. We merely try to put it into effect. Well, the final statement is so important. He says, and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What a thrill it is for us to have the great commission. It is the last great work to be done in redemptive history before the end of the world and the beginning of the new heavens and the new earth. Let's embrace it with zeal because he has all authority and he is always with us. Well, let us give ear to the reading of God's holy, inerrant, and life-giving word, beginning at verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you who seek Jesus, I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee, and there you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. 
And when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The grass withers, the flowers fall, and the word of our God abides forever. Amen.